cliffcentral.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a couple of years um, since I last saw this guy. It's ridiculous, actually, all things considered. But Khan has been busy. He's been celebrating the past two decades of the Parlotones. He's launched his eponymous Khan, found time to successfully coach two winners in the reality TV singing competition, The Voice. And things have gotten busier for him. Also, more rewards uh, when he went back to school with business, uh, Henley Business School. We'll find out all about that. It's time for Meet the Minds. That's right. We're on the final episode of Meet the Minds this morning, and we get to spend a bit of time catching up with Khan, which is going to be very exciting. Here's something for you to listen to first. Henley Business School's Africa Connect alumni platform was launched in November 2019, and the opening event brought together some of the school's most prominent students and graduates. Khan Morby is better known as the frontman of one of South Africa's most well-loved indie rock bands, the Parlotones. He's been in the music business for 20 years, and as a veteran, he understands the value of the right qualifications for the job. But we wanted to know if he thought a person could be overqualified. If you treat learning as just part of the journey of life, definitely not. I mean, I don't think we will ever learn everything there is to learn. It doesn't matter how many lifetimes you live. I do think what universities have done is they've spewed out like a plethora of nonsensical degrees and diplomas that may not necessarily uh, result in a career path. But I think just because you study the arts or you study drama doesn't necessarily mean that those skills would be lost in a corporate environment. So all learning has validity. I think learning should be a lifelong journey. And if that dubs you overqualified, well, it's not a bad label to be called. This is Meet the Mind, the series that gives you insight into some of South Africa's most interesting thinkers. Brought to you by Henley Business School. Yes, indeed. Pleasure to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm well, and how are you? Good. Khan Morby, <laughs> look at you. You don't look a, a single day older than the last time I saw you, so obviously you're doing something right. Are you, are you, are I, li- you still... I, li- I like how vague that is. No, are you still <laughs> you're touring? You're 50. <laughs> no, no, because um, I know what the, like, the touring, man, that takes it out of you. I'm definitely still touring. Yeah. Um, as much? Uh, well, I, I try and be more balanced now. I've got kids. Yeah, I, think, I think they take it more out of me than uh, touring does. Really? Kids are harder <laughs> work than being a rock star. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So you've, you've obviously uh, kept up all of that while you're studying, but I think this is amazing. Found out that you were one of the, uh, the students who's doing their MBA at Henley. Some interesting people that we've met over the last few days. We've met... Um, just yeah, just yeah. Last week was Loiso, uh, Poli van Weg. We met John Flismus. We've sat down with some really interesting people who are doing these these MBAs at Henley. Now, what pulled you into that world? Um, I think it was just serendipity. I, I kind of met John, the dean, maybe five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, just by chance. We were both flying somewhere internationally and kind of spoke about life in general and. Um, Exchange numbers and at the beginning of this year I, I kind of wanted to start looking at doing a whole bunch of short courses and stuff that might interest me um, like for example graphic design or whatever yeah. just something that, that I, I feel could enhance my skill set sure and uh, he, he just phoned me out of the blue and I was like, and said you know would you be interested in doing um, some further studies at, at Henley and I was like, oh, well, you know, this, you know, it's kind of pulling me in that direction. I was 
going to do short courses, but I guess <laughs> I'll do a long um, academic course. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, give it a give it a bash. Did you did you feel at that stage like it was going to be a major time commitment that uh, you, it was something you were going to have to take seriously, and so you couldn't really mess around here? Um, and maybe you'd bitten off more than you could chew. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think the, the whole dilemma, um, even when I was filling out the application form, which was quite a process in itself, I was like, crumbs, what am I? What am I getting into? Um, and I think the hardest thing for me is to go, you know, obviously my major passion is writing songs. And I was like, is this going to detract from that and deviate from that? Which it has, certainly. But, um, but writing songs, do you have, are you one of those people who can sit down and go, okay, now I'm going to write. And you sit there with, you know, keyboards, guitars, whoever else and whatever else you need. Maybe you've got just, uh, Maybe you just got the song in your head and you're just sitting humming it to yourself. I don't know. Do you set aside time and that time always ends up being productive? I mean, is it like people say if you just if you need to write a book, you just write and a mm. lot of it will be crap and you can throw it away later. But if you don't actually get to writing and discipline yourself to just write for an hour every day, you'll never get anything done. Is music like that for you? Uh, not uh, at some part, part of the process, yes. You know, if I'm actually start to legitimately document it but there's a lot of um nonsensical voice notes and um musings and so you're telling me it can come to you at any time yeah 100 percent. yeah but but at some stage you got to um take that chaos and collate it into that's the part of of writing songs that uh, that people like me don't understand is that there's a genius component a spark of inspiration component divine stuff that's like, oh my God, this melody, right? Of which mm. you've written many. And then there's the part where you have to sit and actually hammer it into a song. And that's, that's much more boring and hard. Yeah, well, that's, that starts to make it uh, formalized. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's, I guess that's, that, that's the one, the, the analogy that I've kind of, uh, my approach to this whole MBA thing is, is I approach an assignment like I would a song. Hmm. Um, you know, you kind of, a song is is all this theory that floats around, or music is. Um, mm-hmm. It's all these, you know. It's it's coupled with experience and all of that stuff. But at some stage, you've got to collate it into a digestible format that makes sense to yourself and obviously to a potential audience. An assignment is is very similar. It's you know. You know who the audience are. You know what you've got to do. Yeah. So what is yours about? What what is the subject of your thesis? I haven't decided yet. I'm I'm oh, still in okay. in stage one. Okay. I'm about to write my exams. Do you have any inkling to what you might want to do? I think I'd, I. I mean, obviously, it's got to kind of sort of revolve around business, the business world, um, and I, I'd love to merge my world, which is being a creative, into that sort of. Yeah. Um, world. There's a lot of subject matter there that's very interesting to people in business now. Yeah, I think you know. Um, Generally, in 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 the business world, I think there seems to be a focus on core skills um, rather than those other skills that kind of make you successful in in the business space, like being creative. Well, I mean, don't you have a unique kind of experience there that very few people actually understand as well as you do? I'm referring to the fact that you managed to make the Parlotones not only, not just you, obviously, there were other people involved too, but you guys were a tremendously successful band that managed to ex- extend your brand into areas that maybe other bands just never thought of. 
you were in commercials, you had a wine. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you guys did that was really very clever, very creative, broke through in a number of ways. At a time in music where most people were lost because they couldn't sell the music the way they used to. Mm. And performances everyone was doing. You did different stuff. Isn't that an obvious place to go? Yeah, um, maybe. New business. Maybe, maybe in hindsight. New uh, revenue <laughs> streams for music businesses. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I'd just frame it as hustling. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, but hustling, isn't that all business? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is a very exciting thing for you to be able to do because you could teach the rest of us some stuff. Look, I'm very, very excited about it. And, um, it's, you know, the more I kind of unwrap this MBA journey, mm-hmm. um, I do start applying it to, um, you know, the business of music. Right. Um, and yeah, it's so from a personal side, there's there's great development there. Um, and I, and I, I often wonder, like I say, I, I wish I'd kind of gone on this journey maybe ten years ago, but I don't know. You know, I, I almost feel like I I needed to do the the organic journey of right. of learning through mistakes, and now in hindsight to go ah, you know, you get this sort of aha moment. Um, I, I don't know what that means going forward. Because maybe if I'd done this 10 years ago, I'd be like, definitely don't do music. (laughs) But how has your your life different now? You mentioned the kids and all of that kind of thing. You know, 10 years ago, you guys were probably doing a gig every other night. And that's probably still going on in some way, shape or form. But things do change. People do start to have different priorities. Now you're studying as well. Um, How are the other guys in the band? What's been happening? Give us a little update. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> the bullshit that you have to tell someone when you see them at a bri. Go. <laughs> yeah, we're still busy. We still uh, manage to tour once a year abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, we try and do two or three t- tours locally. Um, we're all more balanced. We all have children except for Glenn. Um, so I think what we've got better at doing is saying no. Yeah. Um, which I think you learn as you get older is you don't have to say yes and agree to everything um, It's more Does this make sense It's not yeah. always about money It's a nice phase of your life to be in Yeah exactly to, not, uh, not continuously chasing And to be comfortable with it Because mm-hmm. often there's this fear of offending uh, You know if I say no Are they going to dislike me Or mm. are they going to Or a fear of missing out <clears throat> Which is even worse Oh no no well, I still have that You do? <laughs> yeah, oh I, really? Well yeah I mean you know There's And I mean I've had that throughout my career Just from and there's the trade-off, you know. If we'd play so often that you'd often miss out on weddings or um, or birthdays. Oh and, right, um, okay, I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. So and you have probably missed a ton of those because you've been busy. You've been performing. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, because you're working hardest when everyone else is taking it easy. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we work on the weekends and yeah. we work at night. Right. Everyone's kind of having a jewel. Mm. Right. <laughs> okay, so that's all going on. Um, tell me about the family life. Tell me about that, how, how that's changed everything for you too. Yeah, you know, um, I, th- I think up until now you kind of live a very selfish existence. Um, and for, a long, for the longest time I think that's – I didn't want kids for mm-hmm. that um, reason. 
But then they come and uh, completely changes changes your perspective. Uh, and I'm and I'm, I'm I'm very grateful that I have them. And um, yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Kanye aren't selling it no, well. I, I, I can't I in one kids. Ah, and then they yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, they, they bring a lot of joy no, to me. I have life. to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like a hobby you can put back in the cupboard. <laughs> I'm tired of this hobby. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it is a big decision. Uh, you know, especially if, if your existence up until then is is kind of been quite self fulfilling. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and now you, you, it, it changes your whole world. Really, you go okay. Now it's not just. But it's also about like adding layers, right? I mean, you you can't just keep um, moving in the same lane forever. Eventually, you're going to know everything about that lane as it circles round. Um. Kids are, are an, an aspect of this, and then obviously studying something like an MBA is another part of this. Are you currently running other businesses while you're doing your MBA and while you're performing and while you're parenting, or is that enough on one person's plate? Um, well, what I try to do is kind of find as many passive investments. Sure. Um, so, uh, you know, what I've done over the years is I've acquired a lot of properties okay um maybe not such a wise choice in not uh, right now current context <laughs> sure it's probably costing you a little bit now but then yeah and if you're trying to sell them now it's a disaster right uh, no exactly yeah. so yeah. well you know there's a lot of sort of negative sentiments about owning property i guess sure. but, um, that's, but that's clever if you've got rentals no 100 percent. they're all mm. rental properties and 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 i've been very lucky that i've had hardly any any problems uh, you know so you're you telling me that someone could hire a place for business or for residential purposes and you might be their landlord yeah 100 yeah. percent. imagine you go to the meeting with a landlord and it's con <laughs> like, well yeah i'll wow. pay someone to do that for me <laughs> you know, i was going to say you didn't go to any of those meetings <laughs> no. i was going to say because if my landlord was con and he was calling me about n- Music or noise complaints I'd be like mm, <laughs> Really? You're really really telling that. me I should be keeping quiet Yeah, it's not the same. Right, Well, unlike many other business schools That offer a linear experience That force feeds theory to people Henley Business School Offers a holistic learning system They blend theory with practice And they have a system Which means you can look forward To a business education That provides you with an insightful acumen The ability to master yourself And lead and manage others An exceptionally relevant And practical theory that is tried and trusted in your own workplace. So they've got 15 international campuses and offices, 8,000 students across the globe, 18 countries represented by faculty, and 78,000 alumni in their network. Your MBA can take you places. And Henley has the only MBA from international business schools accredited in South Africa. As your MBA is from a leading, respected, internationally triple accredited business school, you get recognized wherever you are in the world, ensuring your global future. I mean, you've met some of these other people who are at Henley, right? There's some really smart people there. Yes, I think that is also one of the things that was very intimidating for me initially is kind of going to these workshops with people that, you know, had academic prowess and Mm. and obviously, um, I guess, the business acumen and experience. Um, Was it intimidating? Because they were probably intimidated to have a rock star in the room. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, different from a different context, it's intimidating. From a, um, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, I'm the sort of 
class clown <laughs> from a you know I'm the joke the jester kind of most thing. of them are like oh fuck I wish it could be cool like that guy <laughs> sitting in the back of the class <laughs> yeah so um, but yeah, I think you kind of realize that everyone comes into these things with their own sort of um, anxiety or, or baggage that they might you know bring what, into it what would be the the ideal outcome from this for you i mean what's one of the reasons you're doing it is it just a cool thing to be able to say you've done is it about self-improvement which you've already indicated is it about being able to launch success successful business ventures after this and be able to really comprehend what's going on in business in in a way that it leads to money which of those is it or is it all yeah i mean that's the big question i ask because uh, you know i've always I've always loved learning, um, and generous been through reading books. And I and I was like, like, why am I doing this? Is it an ego thing? Just to say, um, and I have this piece of paper that that says I've done an MBA. Um, I don't know. I think I'll find that out on the journey. Um, I guess in some regard, it'd be nice to um, marry the core skills that I have, which is sort of being a musician and all of that jazz with with this world of business what that turns out to be I don't, I don't think studying an MBA, MBA suddenly makes you an entrepreneur or no, suddenly makes you sure. businessman of the year um, or results in you going ah now I know exactly what I'm going to do with this document <laughs> Um I think maybe in some regard it is some sort of ego thing to go, you know, I w- I'm spending all this time learning anyway. I'm reading all these books. And maybe as well get the credit for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe focused learning because I, I, often I have like, I'm reading five books. Uh, and um, What kind of books do you read? I mean, is it stuff about what's practically related to the course or is it just stuff that interests you from all kinds of areas? More that so it'll you know be books on science or history. Right. Um, most re- recently, um, I kind of finished the, the trilogy of uh, that Yuval Noah Harari. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Sapiens, Homo Deus, and Twenty One Rules. Twenty One Rules. Yeah. Smart guy, that. Yeah, very smart guy, and and writes very you know um, it's palatable. Yeah, totally. I, I just admire the ability he has to condense everything into yeah, make it simple uh, ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's terrific. Um, yeah, and before that, I kind of, uh, you know, I've read a lot of stuff with, from Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is sometimes, I guess, controversial. And, well, and, for some people, yeah. yeah yes, and uh, <laughs> but but you know, from a from a scientific point of view, he does the same. Yeah, he's a very interesting, dude. Yeah, um, and then uh, Bill Bryson wrote a really good book called a, a, you know, a Short History of Nearly Everything. It was mm, kind of Sapiens before Sapiens, yeah, and um, it was really good. He's got a Short History of the Home, which is fascinating. Yeah. Apparently he's got a new one out. Um, great writer, that guy. Yeah, great writer. Yeah. So this is this is sounding like uh, someone who's just curious about the world too. I mean, you almost could be the kind of person who would do this without accreditation, but it's nice to be given something in return for the years of study that you, you're putting in. Exactly. Yeah, I might as well. It's very nice. And maybe it's focused learning. It's well, it sounds it sounds like you've got everything in perfect balance at the moment. Maybe you could teach the rest of us because I somehow feel like um, I'm not doing enough. Yeah. The. No. <laughs> I don't, look, I don't think we, we ever have perfect balance, you know. I think if you have perfect balance, maybe you're not doing enough. Um, but but I think it's about um, getting to that point of equilibrium and then mm-hmm. going, okay, you know, how can I unbalance myself again? 
brilliant. Well, that's exactly what we got you here to do, to tell us some of those things. And that's probably the most valuable lesson of them all, is once you start feeling like you're too balanced, it's time to kick things up a level. Exactly. Well, Con, nice to see you, dude. Cool. And, uh, and very cool to have a conversation about things other than just music and performing and touring and all the other stuff. You're doing any TV at the moment? No. No, no, no. I don't, you get I don't, over that quickly, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. That's it. <laughs> I think I, I mean, try, I think I tried to tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, took you a bit longer than me. <laughs> very good to see. Exactly. Yeah. Very good to see you, though, dude. And thank you so much for popping by. This is Meet the Minds. It's brought to you by Henley Business School. Meet the Mind, brought to you by Henley Business School, only on CliffCentral.com. CliffCentral.com.